Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I was hoping that we could have a conversation with each other today. This is mostly directly to Christians, but atheists will be talked about in this conversation. I want to start the uh, conversation with a little story, and uh, I'd appreciate it while you're listening to pay real close attention to what I'm telling you because I believe this is one of the main reasons why Christianity is going down and atheism is rising all over the world. It's really important that you pay attention to this because I'm actually in the thick of it all. So I'm actually experiencing what is going on. And I think through this story, hopefully it'll make sense to you and you'll understand why this problem is happening. And it's not so simple or easily um, just swept under the rug by saying, well, the world is getting more evil or darker or anything like this, because I believe that Christians have the power to change everything. I believe that God gave you all the instruments and the power to be able to protect and be able to conserve our traditions and our ideas, and for whatever reason you chose not to. But it's even deeper than that, and that's where my story begins. There's a young woman... She's about 18, 19 years old. Um, she gets pregnant. We're not going to go into all the information about how she ended up getting pregnant, whether she was raped or whether there was some form of incest or she just got with the wrong guy, he got her pregnant and decided he didn't want to be responsible for the baby or her life. And she decided that she wouldn't be able to take care of the child. She had barely any family members. She had really no assistance or help. And she had no idea that there might be resources that the system could provide that would be able to help her with her baby. And she definitely didn't want to have a child out of wedlock and then adopt it off and then have to live with the idea over and over and over that there's a kid out in the world that she had that she basically abandoned. So she thought the only solution she could do was simply get that abortion in the life of the baby. Well, she decides that she's going to head up to the clinic within a couple days. And whenever she gets up there, there's a bunch of Christians who are protesting against abortion they're screaming and they're yelling and they're fighting with all of their might they crowd the streets trying to make it to where the girl can't get in as well as other women who are wanting to get that abortion well finally she gets close enough to the clinic where she gets out of the vehicle and she starts making her way towards a group of christians end up surrounding her and telling her that you're going to burn in hell, bitch. You're a murderer. You're a killer. She hasn't even went in and got the abortion yet. They have no idea why it is that she is like she is. But they're angry with her because she actually has this conscious interest in her to be able to do this. 
She doesn't feel like she has anybody that's going to take care of her or support her. She doesn't think that anybody loves her. She thinks that she's alone, and she doesn't think that she has the money to be able to take care of a child. But out of fear and out of anxiety, she just kind of stands there paralyzed, listening to what these Christians are saying to her. She can see the anger and the aggravation in their faces. But a couple Christians come up and say, look, you know, God loves you. God cares about you and you're important. While these couple Christians are trying to share love with her and, and try to give her arguments and explanations on why she shouldn't do what she's doing, all the other Christians in the background are still yelling and screaming they're calling their names and they're saying really, really terrible things about a person that they've never met in their life. They judged and condemned her. And the very little that she knew about Christianity, she realized that in her mind, from what she knew, the little that she knew about it was Christians weren't so supposed to be condemning and judging her. But luckily for her, it wasn't just all bunch of screaming and yelling and a bunch of pansy asses showing off their um, <clears throat> virtue signaling. There were a couple who said, look, the child that is inside you is alive. It deserves a chance, an opportunity, a potential to be able to exist. God will take care of you. God will take care of your child. Well, she was already thinking this over for as long as she knew she was pregnant. She didn't really absolutely want to do this, but she didn't see as having any other options or choices. And now she's got these very calm, chill Christians who are trying to speak loud enough for her to hear while all the yelling and screaming is going on. <clears throat> so, They hand her pamphlets, and they continue to talk to her, and talk to her, and talk to her. And then finally, she says, okay, all right, I'll keep the baby. I'll do the best I can. And they go, thank God, amen, praise the Lord. And they feel so much joy and happiness that <clears throat> the woman has decided that she's not going to terminate her pregnancy. So she gets back in her car, doesn't look back at the clinic or the Christians, and she drives off. Not one of the Christians give her their phone number. Not one of them say, when the child is born, I'll be there for you. I'll help you. Not one of them make mention of this at all. Their only agenda whenever they were there was to stop women from doing the killing. <clears throat> they were only there, some of them, just so they could yell and scream and virtue signal for their religion. When she went home back to her lonely, dark apartment, None of the Christians followed, and she definitely didn't feel as though God was there for her. But she would 
go through with the pregnancy, and her life would be extremely difficult. It would be very challenging. It would be difficult to be able to continue to go to school and college while at the same time taking care of a child. She would have to go get herself food stamps. She would have to live on welfare. She would have to get section housing and do all these different things. The child would be an extreme responsibility. She would wake up throughout the night taking care of the child. And um, no one was there to help her. No one was there to take turns feeding the baby, burping the baby, changing diapers, getting the things that it's required. And it just seems and feels as though she's doing it all alone. And that's one of the major things that um, Christians do to sabotage themselves, their testimony, and the very concept of God. It's as if a lot of you just want to scream and yell and make people feel like shit. And it's as if some of you want to convince someone to get so far into believing in God and what God wants. But then you don't, you only meet someone halfway and you don't go on the journey with them. Not one single one of those Christians who were yelling and screaming or the ones who were being calm and relaxed and putting forth an argument on why she shouldn't do it. Not one of them knew that woman's name nor that baby, and they would never see that person in their life again because they weren't interested in her actual life. All they wanted to do was save the kid, which for years would make her believe that all she meant to them was a point to their God. Like a scoreboard where people keep points. Oh, we got someone saved. We were able to save the life of a child. But now, we have nothing to do with it. I kind of feel like that young woman. I kind of feel like um, that Christians cared about me whenever I was in the womb of atheism. I kind of feel like I feel sorry for all the women out there who carry their atheist in the womb and then they're brought into the world without choice and no one is going to be there to help take care of them. No one wants to actually be their friend. No one wants to actually help. They just want to earn that point with God. They think that's going to give them extra whenever they get to the gates of, and judgment day that God's going to be like hey you saved that kid you saved that little baby that that mother was going to abort unfortunately because you didn't spend any time with the mother or hang out with her or invite her to your church or break bread with her though she would eventually commit suicide and that kid would go on to just being a total fuck-up throughout their entire life. And maybe suffer the same fate as the mother. I feel like that.
a lot. I feel like people really, really wanted to spend time with me whenever they wanted to try to save me. But now after six years, I feel as though people just wanted to have that on their trophy board, but they didn't want to actually assist me on my journey. There's been, been very few people, and the reason why I bring this up, ladies and gentlemen, is because I hang out with atheists all the time. I hang out with non-believers repeatedly on my live shows that are publicly scheduled on my front page. I have atheists come in all the time. And these atheists have been subscribed to me. They watch me. They hear my arguments and they hear my points. And then whenever they meet me and they get to know me, we have good conversations. Sometimes it gets passionate. Sometimes it gets rough. But some of these atheists I've hung out with, I've been friends with them even back in the day whenever I was a non-believer. And they feel like they can identify and relate with me. They understand that I believe in God. They understand where I'm coming from. But they also see that there's hardly no other Christians that actually show up. They see that maybe one or two Christians will show up. And then those Christians stay for a very little bit of time. And one of the reasons why some of these Christians don't remain or don't come in is because, not just because of the atheists, Christians love arguing with atheists, but I've actually had some of them say, Brett, your behaviors and the way you act and the way you do things is not conducive to what my brand of Christianity is. You don't believe this. You don't believe that. Sure, you accept Jesus Christ. You accept that he died on the cross. You accept that he resurrected and ascended to the right hand of his father. But there's so much other stuff that we don't agree with that I simply feel uncomfortable talking to you. The language, the way you act, and all this. See, when atheists are around me, they feel like they're talking to an actual person, not a robot, not some kind of Borg on Star Trek. I don't know if you know what the Borg is, but it's a, a cube ship that floats around in space and takes over worlds, and it's got a bunch of, like, cyborgs, humans and aliens and stuff who've been turned into these robots that have no empathy, no emotion, and when they're attacked or whenever they're in a fight, they adapt and they learn how to become more efficient killers as well as assimilation. They've become good at assimilating people, but once the person is assimilated, they're no longer human anymore. They're just simply like them, walking around lifelessly in the square that floats around in the darkness of space. There's no imagination, no creativity, there's no friendships, there's no bond of love. It's just... It's like a bunch of damn zombies, basically. So the atheists, they watch me and they see the behavior, they see the actions, they see how other Christians do me. And I had an atheist once ask me, said, Brett, 
you've said countless times that you feel alone, that you feel like there's no community. You feel as though now that you've turned away from atheism, a lot of non-believers don't even want to be around you anymore. Then what's the point of jumping into a religion where none of these people will have anything to do with me anyway? And sure, I could tell them, well, it's not about people. It's not about the community. It's not about the fact that none of these people make any effort whatsoever to show love to you. It's not about the fact that they judge you and condemn you and tell you that you're such a shitty person, even though you believe in God as they do. It has nothing to do with all that. It has to do with just simply accepting God and the benefits and what it does for you and your life on this. Well, the atheist is obviously going to ask, well, what the hell's the benefits? Everybody hates me. Everybody thinks I suck. If I don't believe in hell this way or read this certain Bible or go to this certain denomination or this certain church, I'm going to be treated like a fuckhead no matter what. I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. You see, they watch. They have watched my life. They've watched what has happened to a big-time popular atheist and how the Christian community took care of that person after they got their hooks in them and brought them in. We can say that it's all about God all day, ladies and gentlemen, but the truth is, it's not just about God. A lot of people get into Christianity because they want to be a part of a community. They want to be a part of a group that has positive vibes going on, that they want to be a part of a group. A lot of people are um, defranchised by looking at that billboard while they're going down the highway that Christianity is about love. It's about brothers and sisters and the body of Christ. But it doesn't feel that way. Not anymore. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't make people feel joy and happiness. And the Bible says that if you're going to believe, do it with joy and happiness and charity and all this kind of stuff. But that's just not how it is. And it's one of the reasons why, as Christians ask me, why do you shit on religion but you constantly argue for the concept of God. Because God is really the only thing that these atheists are going to get out of this. I believe that many of you are um, no more better than, you know, some of these gangs out here who do the, the bullshit they do to each other. And I can't, in all sincerity and genuine, tell someone that they should join a specific denomination or group that isn't going to take care of their own. I was talking to this uh, older fella a while back. Some of you might remember him. And I said to him, man, I have supported you for years. I even liked you back in the day whenever I was a non-believer. I always dug you. I always appreciated your work and your time. And I've always considered you just an amazing, phenomenal person. 
And I said, what do you think about me, though? They said, well, you have an absolutely long way to go. You're not a, you're not a good representative of Jesus. You're not a, somebody that I feel like I want to give shout-outs to. You're not someone that I would share your videos. Um, unless, of course, I'm the one doing all the talking. Unless I'm the one that's in full control of what's being said and done. I really don't have any use for you. You're just not good. Oof. Goodness gracious. Did you feel the love of Jesus come off of that? Did you feel that? It smells like one of those uh, nasty-ass farts that just kind of hang in the air, doesn't it? Just There was no love in that damn thing. That was just, that was meant for pure destruction. I didn't feel any, any goodness out of that at all. So ask yourself, people, do you want to help folks out? Do you want to add to the body of Christ? It seems kind of counterintuitive to bring a bunch of people over to the faith that you don't even like, that you don't even respect, that you don't even care about, that they suck so bad to you that you wouldn't even share their shit, but you want to live with them for all eternity in heaven. Really? Really? If I don't like someone and I don't care about someone, I wouldn't want to spend five minutes in a fucking room with them. But you're telling me that you want to spend all eternity with these people and you want to see them happy and filled with joy. I don't know. It seems like a lot of the non-believers that hang out, they're not getting that vibe. They're not feeling it. Could you imagine how much an atheist would have to give up in order to become one of these people? They'd have to give up all their atheist videos that they worked years on. They'd have to sit around explaining to their closest friends why it is that they change their views and ideas. Be yelled at, screamed at, called every name in the book. Maybe lose a whole shitload of friends. Lose a community that they once had. And for what? Just so you could have a trophy? Just so you could feel good about yourself? Because you were able to intellectually argue someone into your faith? Assimilate them? This is a, a thing that's been worrisome and bothersome for years for me. I have kind of gotten to the point where I don't want to sell people false dreams and false hope. I don't want people thinking that if they accept God that they're going to be loved and cared about or treated any differently than what the hell's going on. That there's going to be consequences for trying to accept what I think is the truth. That people are going to walk away from you. People are going to hate you. People are going to judge you and condemn you because you didn't follow God right or you didn't say the right words or you didn't do this. Is this really what a person wants to go through? 
I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. I wouldn't even do that to someone that I absolutely despise. Put them through the shit that I have experienced and seen. Put them through the experience of the woman who is now gone. And her child is just roaming like a wild, feral animal in the world with nothing to that child's name. Christianity has changed. I remember years ago when people were arguing with me about all this. I remember when families used to pull together and take care of each other and all that. wasn't my family, but I remember seeing people do it and feeling kind of envious over it. 